and welcome to the uh, Corn Across Avon Computers podcast where we interview uh, techs around the world about what they do, how they run their businesses, what tools they use, and um, it's just for us nerds in general. And tonight, hey, hey, we got a special guest, we got a big hitter. Uh, this guy is uh, one of the most well known techs in England, and um, he set up his own tech group, tech business. Um, he morphed from a shop owner into a person who organized trade events and way more. Um, so I welcome Phil Griffin from Tech for Tech. For Techs. How are you, Phil? I'm doing well, thank you, Cormac. And I'll let you off with pronouncing my last name wrong. It's Griffiths for anyone out there who oh, wants to listen, but I'll let you off this time. After all these years, after all these years, because Phil is a friend of mine and actually has been very good to uh, to us in business as well. And one of the reasons, actually, how myself and Phil became friends, never mind through the group and stuff, Phil, I like how driven Phil is. Phil is just, he thinks about tech constantly, all the time, a bit like myself. And it's like when you meet like-minded people, you kind of match. And this guy, what, this guy's a nerd, but in a bloody good way. So, Phil, actually, I'm going to start off, and it's going to be a question that I'm going to be starting the podcast in future with. What's on your USB? What's on my USB? Mm, That's a good question. Uh, First of all, I've got lots of documents on there, so templates for printing invoices out and stuff like that if I haven't got access to the internet. But I'm guessing you're after the tools. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got stuff like malware bytes. Obviously, I carry a separate USB, what's got Eurosoft uh, PC check on as well, which is good diagnostic software. I tend to use that more in our workshop more than anything. Um, and lots of little tools, to be honest. Um, one is Recu- Recover, or Recover, I think it's pronounced. It's from the same company that does CCleaner, but I'm not a fan of CCleaner. Yeah. Um, and it's ideal for quickly recovering files and data and stuff like that for people who have accidentally done it. That's a free tool, isn't it, if people need it's to a free one as well. It. It's absolutely brilliant to use, to be honest with you. It's ideal for those really quick things. And the techs who don't know about it, tell me a little bit about Eurosoft. I use it myself, love it. Yeah, Eurosoft's a brilliant program. It's probably not something you'd probably want to run on site because most of the tests can take quite a while. Don't get me wrong, you could if you were going to obviously go into a place of business, but it's basically mainly designed for diagnostics. So you can do tests on pretty much any component inside the machine from hard drive, SSD, RAM, CPU, uh, and there's a few different variations as well. Some what run in Windows, some what run as like a pre-boot, so you boot off the USB and so forth. So it's actually pretty good. So so you've got quite a few different things you can test for. We also do it for when we do um, product reviews because that's what part of the business does now. Uh, we stress test things, make sure they don't fail and so forth. So when we're recommending a product, we know it's not going to uh, conk out after half an hour of being used. Tell me, and I might catch you a little bit in the hop here, um, something I want to get into more in the podcast. Let's take a little trip down memory lane. Can you remember, because you've been in the business for a long while, can you remember some of your tools you've used years ago? Like <sighs> Years ago, years ago. God, it's hard enough remembering the names of the ones I use now, let alone the one years ago. Um, a popular one years ago was, uh, was it uh, Spy, Spybot? Spybot, yeah. Spybot, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was one. Um, so yeah. of, used to use um, the older version of Webroot a lot as well oh, when yes. it was... It was more of a removal tool than a security tool yeah. as it's used as these days. But those are probably the two. two did, you use, uh, 
super super anti spyware that was a tool that I don't yeah know. that was one as well um I can't remember if I used that one much or not, but yeah, that was definitely definitely out there. This is when viruses were more uh, prevalent than they are today. Today's it's more scams and viruses, but uh, but yeah, definitely. And actually, I used to I used to use C Cleaner back in the day a lot as well. It was good, I think. I don't know what the registry cleaner done. I used to use that as well. Didn't know much about tech, so maybe I was killing the computer. When was the last time you defragged the computer? Um. <laughs> Manually, I can't remember the last time. I haven't dealt with anything what needed to because most things what have still got traditional hard drive in, it's all automated these days anyway. So, but to be honest, that, that's rare you come across anything with a hard drive in unless it's for huge storage. Oh, there. As we spoke before, the hard drives are gone, but failed at this. Tell me um, what have I left most people this as well? Your favorite operating system? Favorite operating system? Is this ever or at the moment? Well, we go with ever. Let's go with ever. Favorite operating system ever? Probably going to be Windows 98. Whoa. And the reason why I say 98, a lot of people will shoot me for this. The second edition version, obviously. Um, but that was probably the first one I actually had on my own. Before I had Windows 95, that was like the parents' computers. And obviously, we had older versions of um, things as well. I've used all the windows from, I think, 3.1 all the way up to, obviously, 11. Oh. But, but yeah, I'd say Windows 98. It was also, um, if I remember right, the first one what allowed you to use USB devices, plug-and-play as well, which sort of changed the, um, the way things uh, went and also widely available access to the internet on your 56K modem. Yeah, that's so funny there. When you say Windows 98, uh, I, I like... Windows 9, I was in London, I was raving, uh, dancing to dolls. Um, <laughs> they, I didn't get into tech till way after. The first operating system I used was Vista. Uh, I liked it, I didn't know anything else. Um, so that's 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 an interesting answer. Actually, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like a great answer, by the way. Now, um, and what computer are you using at the moment? Um, well, it's all custom stuff, what we do ourselves, so um, it's pretty much top of the line because I have to do 8K video editing, so it's like an Intel i9, 13900K, uh, GeForce 4090, I've got 128GB of RAM and more storage than you can possibly imagine. Man, Bill just threw down the gauntlet there, if anyone listening has a stronger spec machine, Please get in touch and come on the show. Now, the last thing I want to do here is cause controversy. It's not in my nature. But we had a guest, Graham, who I won't throw under the bus. Graham to Celtic Tiger, uh, to Celtic uh, Slip Celtic Computers and Poppy. Now, Poppy stayed out of it. But Graham just threw a controversial thing out there. He said, real techs don't use iPhones. Well, if what that's the case, use, what do you use? Um, if that's the case, I can't. I mustn't be a tech um, because <laughs> no, I mean, I've got one. I've got two here. Um, but which iPhones? The I think it's fourteen, and the ones are ten. I think or something like that, or X or whatever they call them. So, and they are iPhones. So the reason I use iPhones is number one. Um, I started off with the iPhone three, and back then there wasn't really Android around to be honest with you and what was it was probably version one and it was pretty crap to be honest with you um and it progressed from there because a lot of the early apps are used like for accountants and st accountancy and stuff like that and some of the tools like um 
probably wasn't repair shop or I don't remember the name of it back then what I was using um, but they would only work on Apple products so hence I stuck with the Apple. I did have a, a spate of using Windows phones at one point um, when those did um, come oh, out. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I actually liked them. I was one of the I few people who liked them. Yeah, yeah. The apps were the letdown, unfortunately. And I went back to I, um, iPhones. The basics is, is I've never needed to do anything you can't do on an iPhone, which, in all honesty, I don't mess around with phones. I'm a computer tech. Um, so it does everything I need it to do. You can get, obviously, aftermarket stuff, which allows you to install Android stuff. So uh, yeah, tweaking it about a little bit, you can you can do stuff like that if you really, really, really wanted to. But the question is, is do I need to waste my time doing that? Because in primary, basically, all I do is pick up the phone and answer it, send texts and Skypes, and, and maybe log into different accounts and stuff like that. And also, iPhones are also more secure because you can't mess around with them as much. If you mess around with stuff, obviously, there's chances they're uh, going to be hacked or get into. You turn a setting off. Which again, if I'm putting all my accounts or my business information, I want something what is secure. But then I'm not saying that having an iPhone is a thing to do or an Android. It's really down to preference. So anyone giving ultimatums, sorry, Graham, is no, totally no, wrong. No, it's no. basically what you prefer. So don't no, give Graham is a good guy. It's turning into running joke. I'm just trying to drive the guy insane. Um, but seriously, you must have been at the edge of your seat for the cutting stuff that came out with it. This last Apple iPhone event. Wow. 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 To be honest, I think it's the same with anything. With yeah. Whenever you see a new product, um, we get them in for review, different things. And generally, what's the difference between one keyboard and the new version? It's got an extra LED light on it or something like that. Yes, I do like the fact that the new iPhone's got a USB Type-C charging rather than lightning. That makes things more uniform. But in all honesty, I'm going to keep the phone until I need to replace it rather than just replacing it. I, look, look, I haven't gone past there. Uh, whatever anyone wants to use, we all know that. And they said, see, the Nothing Phone 2 came out. I didn't buy the Nothing Phone 2 the same as Nothing Phone 1 in general. Really, you know, and I am not informed fan, but I'll give you a just slip off with an interesting, uh, well, maybe not interesting, but a little tidbit of information. You mentioned the iPhone 3, I think I was using the HTC Hero at the time or something like that. I went down to Columbia, I got my phone, I was down there on a holiday, I've traveled five weeks, got my phone robbed down there. They, well, I left ours, whatever, anyway. they made three and a half thousand pounds worth of phone calls. I came back to Ireland. Mm -hmm reported my phone fair play to them they had left the bill go and a few weeks later they sent me out and three because they sent them out to the big customers they thought i was a big customer then they sent me another phone out i forget i think i forget what it was they sent me another phone out so it's quite interesting at the time but um actually i'm going to talk a bit about your tech now actually i was on the phone to Sean from Bronnier IT today, um, great guy, and uh, he was giving me great help. I met him through the Tech for Tech uh, trade events. Tell me there, tell me how you went from a shop owner to where you are today, and maybe just for the people who don't know, just give a couple of minutes about what you are and what yourself and Jenny are nowadays. Okay, let me give you a brief history then. So I started off as a computer tech, just like most of you out there, doing house um, call-outs, so going to computer um, people's houses fixing computers uh, then we opened a store um, I think that was mainly the wife's idea well I think it was both her ideas but she was the one who actually went and did it because I was doing the call outs 
Um, that was what ten years ago now. Uh, then we sort of won a few different awards uh, in the past, like national, local ones, which. Is one thing that I always suggest everyone does is put the names down for awards. I know Cormac's won a few. Uh, I don't know where he got them from. Um, but uh, uh, but winning awards and stuff like that gets your name out there. It's not just to say, a lot of people say, oh, it's going to make you big-headed and all this, that, and the other, having these awards, and it doesn't mean anything. Well, it gives you free publicity. That's the big thing. And people recognize your name. And that's the second thing. And that allowed us to meet certain vendors and distributors. Um, and they would come to our store, want to set our store up, and put lots of like shiny stuff in the store and put point-of-sales materials, like mm-hmm. posters and custom do it and stuff like that. I think it was Gigabyte and Cooler Master originally, and then Bullguard when, when it was Bullguard. Um, and uh, it went from there. And we able to basically communicate with these people, then the distributors together, and we decided, right, we're going to form a community uh, for mainly business advice. Originally, it was for, um, and that would be obviously a Facebook group because with forums, in all honesty, we've tried forums and stuff. Mm-hmm. People are just not interested, to be honest with you. They'll go on, sign up for it, and then they don't come back again, to be honest. So Facebook was the thing way to go. 1,600 members, UK shops now um obviously we've got distributors the vendors like the ones i've mentioned and many more and we've always wanted to do sort of a a trade show type thing and it's sort of all added together and it's a we've got a long list of things still have got more things to um look at and do but we've got a long uh a long plan, basically, of things we want to do, and it's basically all ties in together. So, for example, we do our live shows, our reviews. That allows us to meet vendors, allows us to show off to techs. Then they want to come meet us. Events, they want to all show off at events. And, hey, presto, you've suddenly gone from repairing a PC to suddenly having 600, 700 techs all in one place or wanting to uh, buy loads of stuff off all the vendors and distributors out there it's fabulous actually it is actually it is actually an absolute fabulous story and i love hearing it i love seeing because you can see your passion right through it and every last bit of it i see the passion i can see your your brain working all the time on it this is why this is why i like it and to actually see someone go from a shop into that direction Mm -hmm. is 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 fabulous altogether tell me and uh, i'm going to Kind of change there as someone with, with this experience. What mistakes do you see shops doing out there or techs doing out there? I don't want to hang on to them, but what do you see happening out there? There's a lot of things to be honest with you, and I could probably spend several hours talking about this one. But I think one of the biggest things, and this is something I've mentioned quite a few times, is a lot of people don't know what their expenses are, how much money. They need learning to break even. The amount of times people say, oh, how much should I be charging to do something, Um, like for my labor and stuff? They should have sort of know that from the local competition. You need to contact your local competition, find out, um, pretend you're a customer if you have to, or make friends with them because you never know. You might need them in the future. Um, And uh, you should get a bearing then um, because if you don't know how much it's costing you to do a job, you could be charging less than you're actually making, if you know what I mean. You gave a great advice to me a few years back, I'd imagine, about prices. But because, like, I, you know, I, even if it takes, something takes five minutes, it's ages to learn. We all know that one. But in the sense that 
one thing you said, I, you'll probably word it better than me. If we say you're charging just for a, a 10, 50 quid, all right? If you bring it up to 70 quid, obviously you can't bring it to 100 on certain things. I just make not figures there. You know, for the amount of customers you might lose, you will gain it in that, in that way. I don't want to cheap customers, if you get my meaning. And uh, I'm happy with my prices because I feel we're doing a great service. But definitely I see one of the things I see is people undercharging. Now, in England, it seems to be different. And in America, you look some of the prices, the tax charge over there, and you're kind of going, what are we doing in this country? Yeah. So it's all relevant, you know. And I would never tell a person, oh, you need, I don't know their market. I don't know anything like that. But definitely you have to get them. Um, you have to get, uh, you have to get, um, sorry, turn on the light there, sorry, you have to, well, that didn't work, that light didn't work, <laughs> but you have to get, um, you have to get your market value on that, you know, so that's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's well, Price is a big thing, to be honest, as you're saying, it's, uh, it's one of the biggest mistakes most people do, they charge too less, or not enough, should I say, which makes them look cheap. And the service is cheap. Mm. In all honesty, if you think about it, and I've said this before, is if PC World are charging, let's say, £70 to repair something, like do virus removal or whatever it is, and everyone says, every tech will sell you that PC World are rubbish. Well, in reality, then, if your service is better than PC World, you should be at least charging the same or more. And in a lot of cases, some people are charging a third of that. I agree totally. Like if you, if I've discovered something before about that. If you're charging 40 or and the person is charging 80 quid, well, that person is better because they're charging 80 quid, which we all know there's no truth in that. Mm-hmm. But you, you do understand and say one thing that I will definitely say, and I'd say you would agree, is customer service and stuff. And I, we are selling a lot of laptops at the moment. We're a small store. We have to take on the pe- big people. And I think... People are wrong saying that you can't take on the big people. People want customer service. They want to talk to people. Doesn't have to buy off the internet. They want your advice, you know. Um, definitely. What I have stopped doing, I will not, when people ring up from laptops through TikTok and all that, I no longer give them the exact specs. They either trust me that it's going to be a good laptop. But giving people the exact specs to ring up, they can easily go to the internet and see, oh, I can get it this cheaper, cheaper. They don't look that they might have to pay back coming in and all this sort of stuff, you know. And um, no, that's 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 interesting, you know. Where do you where do you hope? Uh, where is your next step for tech for text? If that's not too big a question, we've got a few things that we're working on. I think the main priority at the moment is uh, obviously the events we're doing, um, the yearly events. So Tech Max, we're in talks with one or two places, which uh, could be interesting and so forth. I'm going to be meeting a few and going to an event tomorrow, which uh, I don't know when you're publishing this, but uh, oh, yeah. uh, it might be in the past. But it's called the PCR Awards, basically. Oh, no, which, sorry, uh, it tends to be mainly for the big vendors and distributors to turn up, so and they've got a chance of winning awards, but it allows me to meet people in person. And it's always the case, and this is another tip in industry, if you need to talk to someone, don't send them an email. It can be easily ignored. Your best thing is to either speak to them in person, there's more chance you're going to get your point across. If not, phone. Email should be one of your last options um, if you can't get hold of them. Maybe a quick introduction, but if you want to talk about something important, do it in person uh, and then shake on it. Brilliant, brilliant. Look, Phil, I tell you what, we could listen to you all night. I really enjoy, I really enjoy this podcast anyway, so I'm going to badger you to come on again. 
um, and we'll 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 do more. And tell me, uh, promote yourself, please. Where can people find more and give us promotions? Right. Well, first of all, thank you, Cormac, for having me on. It's a pleasure. I'm glad I'm one of your first guests on the show. Uh, but uh, if people want to get in touch with myself, which is Tech for Tech, or Jenny, which is she's the boss, or I'm the wife as well, whichever way you want to put it, um, you can get hold of us on the website, which is just Tech, which is T E C H four F O R, and then Techs T E C H S. Dot co dot uk or if you're interested in one of the events we do it's tft that's tango foxtrot tango max.com brilliant brilliant and look thanks to everyone who's listening and just a couple of things but the song we're working on that and the camera we're working on but phil phil really enjoyed that thank you for sharing your knowledge and uh, we'll talk again soon all right that's no thank problem thanks so much. Much.